Hello, thank you for joining us. I'm Johnny Baltusberger, and this is GigaOM's Voices in Innovation. Today, Enrico took the time to talk to Stephen Foskett of Tech Field Day and Benjamin Friedman from Prime Image Media on the good, the bad, and the ugly of virtual events. Enjoy! Hi everybody and welcome to Voices in Innovation. I'm Enrico Signoretti uh, for Gigaom and today with me I have uh, Ben Friedman, owner of Prime Image Video and uh, Stephen Foskett, owner and chief organizers of the Tech Field Day. Hi guys, how are you today? Just super, thank you Enrico. How are you? I'm doing great and, uh, and again, thank you for joining me. Uh, so I invited you to have this uh, small roundtable about virtual events. My idea is to call this episode something like the bad, no, the good, the bad and the ugly of uh, virtual events because, you know, uh, we, we spent months now uh, going uh, at these virtual events, attending these virtual events and most of them really suck, okay? But before, Going into the discussion, I want to spend a couple of minutes with you and maybe you can introduce yourself, guys, so we can give to our audience a better understanding of each one of our roles. Sure. Uh, my name is Ben Friedman. My company is Prime Image Media, primeimagemedia.com. And uh, we are a boutique video production house. We're very small. We're only uh, three full-time uh, staff and maybe uh, half a dozen contractors uh, on staff. And uh, we uh, basically specialize in corporate video for uh, large corporations like HP, Dell, Cisco, Johnson & Johnson. Uh, and uh, we do a bunch of conferences every year. We often go to those conferences. We produce video for them from those live conferences. And we also do a lot of live streaming, which up until this year had been sort of an ancillary uh, service that we would provide. Some of the conferences wanted live streaming. Of course, uh, since uh, the spring this year with COVID-19, really uh, almost all of our attention has been uh, diverted towards live streaming. So we've been doing a whole lot of live streaming of events uh, that used to be live and events that got canceled. Uh, and uh, so it's it's been a busy time for us. It's I, I feel very lucky that uh, a lot of our colleagues that didn't sort of specialize in live streaming have had some difficulty business-wise. But I think because we had such a focus on live streaming prior to the uh, uh, pandemic, we've been able to do pretty good with uh, just keeping up on live streaming a lot of corporate events. And one of the events that, um, we, that, that is a client of uh, Prime Image is, of course, Tech Field Day. So we've been working with Ben uh, and his team uh, basically since we've in the modern era of Field Day, they weren't our first video team, but they're definitely the best. And um, they have uh, always, um, you know, they've supported us in some of our crazy demands. And one of the things that, you know, he's talking about live streaming, um, I feel like their live streaming grew up with our live streaming. So originally Tech Field Day was not live streamed. Um, you know, we just recorded it and then occasionally posted the videos afterwards. Um, then we kind of posted all the videos and pretty soon we, we ended up going to live streaming video uh, with Prime Image. And, um, you know, it's been a real lesson for us as well to try to get those things uh, going. In a way, I feel like we learned some of the lessons of virtual events um, before we needed to go virtual. Uh, you know, we were always an in-person event and, um, you know, that was a very important part of our, our, you know, offering. And then when COVID hit, um, you know, 
I felt like the live stream part was the least of our worries. Well, that's great. And on, on my side, I am the uh, actual attendee of these events. I mean, uh, I have uh, been traveling for years now, and this is the first time I think that I spent months without traveling in my recent uh, life. And, uh, and, you know, as an attendee of virtual and physical events that I uh, really need for, you know, to keep the, the flow of information going, to, to talk with the, the right people in the organization and everything, uh, I really think that uh, most of the virtual events at the moment suck. Really, they, they are horrible. And this is why I wanted to record this, uh, this uh, podcast episode. So as an attendee, I have a, a couple of problems. One is that I'm not, I'm never fully involved in the event. I mean, uh, part of it is because my life is uh, is here and I can't uh, switch uh, to a virtual event, leaving the rest of the family for one day while I'm still in the same house. But actually, uh, I found several other reasons for uh, uh, to, to say that, you know, these events are not good enough. Uh, I don't know your opinion on this. I mean, from the organizer and from the technical perspective, but you know, what do you think about virtual events in general? Well, again, as like you, Enrico, I've attended virtual events myself, and um, especially recently. Um, and frankly, uh, they're pretty bad. Um, I, I want to say, you know, that obviously some people are doing a better job, and some people are not, but in my mind, um, they're challenging for the audience. They're challenging for the, the broad audience. They're challenging from the focused audience. And frankly, I feel like a lot of the companies as well aren't getting what they want out of them. And to me, you know, I'll just come right out and say it. I feel like um, the whole idea is, is messed up. Um, the idea seems to be that they're going to take a conference with an expo and a trade show and presentations and all that stuff and they're just going to make a virtual version of it and it just seems like that just plain doesn't work and it will not work that's the other thing no matter how much you use cute avatars or fake trade show graphics or even i mean oh my gosh we had one that had a whole bunch of like weird like carnival themed game show themed elements to the presentations no matter how much you do that stuff it's gonna suck because unfortunately you know you've lost track of the point and the point was to share information to build rapport with prospective customers and to you know try to get ultimately get sales and in instead what we've got is a bunch of stuff that's um like, let's make a fake convention center. It just doesn't work. It barely even worked in real life, let alone in virtual. Yeah, the, uh, I would say that if you are trying to make a direct comparison between the two, then the virtual you know, world is always going to suck until we've got uh, something that looks like Ready Player One, perhaps, where you've got that direct personal interaction. It's definitely going to suck. But 
I think there's room for both of these sort of uh, uh, things out there. Obviously now so much with the virtual, but it's, it, it's, if you're trying to compare them, you've got to realize that real in-person conferences, especially large ones where millions of dollars are being spent on bringing in Bruno Mars and, and, and hanging out at a, you know, a huge renting out the entire uh, Disneyland for uh, your, your, your uh, attendees, you know, that's like comparing, you know, Morton's or the Capitol Grill to TGI Fridays and McDonald's. You know, I think they both have their place. TGI Fridays and McDonald's are great, but they don't give you the Morton's or Capitol Grill experience. And uh, so when Morton's or Capitol Grill close down for pandemic reasons, sometimes you have to drive through McDonald's and that is still maybe better than not getting a hamburger at all. I kind of mixed my metaphor a little bit up there, but uh, hopefully you see my point. No, totally. And, and to your point, I mean, th there are uh, different kind of events and I, I think some vendors got it right. I mean, they, um, they didn't want to repeat the convention uh, experience. They just uh, uh, removed all the unnecessary parts of it and they, they had a webinar, a short one like one or two hours with the news and with some round table and things like that. And it was manageable. I mean, nothing like the real experience, but actually it was just a webinar. They didn't want to, uh, you know, pass it to me like it, it was a major event or something like that. And I appreciated that. But actually I missed the, all the social networking part, all the, you know, uh, connection part. So, and... What do you think about it? I mean, there are two aspects. One is the content and one is the uh, engagement, the social engagement at the event, okay? I mean, for me personally, these were the two most important aspects. And uh, in the end, I found very difficult to, to relate with this virtual event and to relate with other people at these uh, virtual events. You know, it's funny because uh, as a technical guy coming from the production side of things, obviously I am in the background and making things work well, but I think the real brilliance of uh, Tech Field Day and the Tech Field Day events is the way, and quite frankly, I think it's genius, the way that Stephen has been able to continue a lot of the social side of things uh, using a combination of Zoom and, and chats and other things, you know, even while we are locked down. So I would say uh, of all my customers, there's nobody who is as forward thinking on that side of things as Stephen has been. Well, I appreciate that, of course. Uh, it's always nice to be called genius and forward thinking in almost the same sentence. But um, truthfully, um, it's been a real struggle for me. And I think that it all comes down to the fact that um, we've always recognized that the indispensable element from Tech Field Day are the delegates and the delegate community. Um, and that, you know, as long as we can give them a positive experience with the event, then the rest of everything else is in our hands, but that's not in our hands. And so we have to make sure that, that that's there. And frankly, I'm really still struggling to recreate what Enrico is talking about with, um, with the personal reactions. But th that being said, I mean, let's kind of take a step back here. Um, how ludicrous does it sound for us to say that people can't network socially over the internet? Of course they can. Oh my God, that's like, that's the internet, right? Social networking. 
to say that, that we can't have social networking at events because it's over the internet is just insane. The problem is that we don't have social networking at events. The problem is we're simply not doing it. And I mean, we as an industry. Um, instead, we're focusing on trying to make sponsors happy of the event. We don't need sponsors. We need, we need socialization, we need content, we need community. Um, you know, it doesn't need to be a fake trade show. And I think that um, once people realize that, once they realize this is different, I think everything will change. And it's the same with everything else. I mean, you look at everything else on the internet um, and it goes through this, this kind of metamorphosis, you know, oh, well, we're gonna make a virtual bookstore. Oh, wait, the value of that is that we can have every book and that it can be searchable and that it can be social. So it's not just stacks. It's not organized according to a bookstore rules. It's organized according to internet rules. And then suddenly you've got Amazon. What we need is the Amazon of events, not another fake trade show. Yeah, from this point of view, I mean, uh, many of the big vendors just try to translate something that they, uh, you know, were doing in in something virtual. I mean, so as as you pointed out earlier, you know, it's a virtual convention. It's a virtual gathering. Uh, that is not going to happen. And uh, while others, fortunately, they tried to, to find a new angle and that was good. I mean, I attended some events that were pre-recording, pre-recorded, and they wanted to, to make them look like they were live. And it was, you know, ridiculous because the, all the interaction on the, on the social media was disconnected from the actual event streaming. And... Uh, and things like that. I mean, uh, people jumping higher in the in the keynote to find uh, the news before it was even uh, uh, discussed live. Well, not live, but actually from from the speaker, and it was quite strange. And in, in other cases, I mean, they 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 were they try to do all this joking, all this stuff that is uh, that is really weird and. And another thing that I that I found very surreal was uh, the quality. I mean, in some events, especially because now we are at home and uh, and there there are some limitations. But I I can't understand why these people. I mean, we are talking about big big corporates. They can't work on quality a little bit. So there there was a a comedian in a, at one of these events that I, uh, had this uh, you know time like 20 minutes talk online and it was horrible i mean the the quality of a poor webcam uh the audio was noisy and everything i mean didn't they pay this guy didn't they tested the uh, quality of the audio i mean i was so pissed at the end i said well yeah you want me to spend time four hours in a row with you and you are not even thinking about quality. You, know, you are not even thinking about, you know, not doing this basic stuff. And it's incredible. I mean, why all of it? I mean, I'm asking because I don't have, I don't well, know. I don't know what, what to think. So on that note, I was actually at that event and I witnessed this um, presentation and I talked to the people that organized it. And um, I'll just say, you wouldn't believe how much that guy got paid to deliver a really terrible 
per poorly set up, poorly produced Zoom call. Um, it was it was embarrassingly bad. But it was, again, it was in one of those cases where the organizers were like, well, we usually have a comedian, so let's hire a comedian. That'll get people in. And, and it just was a really bad thing that fell flat on its face. But, you know, I think that, that from my perspective, that's my turn to call Ben genius. Well, from my perspective, um, I was objecting to doing this because I didn't think that we could pull it off with decent quality. But Ben showed me, um, essentially, that it, it really isn't about equipment and it's not about all this, you know, professional everything. It's about setup and it's about attention to detail. And I think that you've got a lot to say on that topic, Ben. Well, it, it's true. Uh, a lot of it is the, uh, the dumbing down of quality. Uh, I'll give you an example. When I was a kid, uh, and I'm showing how old I am, you know, all of the phones used to be attached to the wall with an actual cord. And, uh, you know, you got your phone service from one company. And I remember if there was so much as a click or a buzz or a hiss for a millisecond on that phone line, my mom would be on the line to the phone company like the next hour, you know, demanding they come out and fix the phone. Of course, then cell phones came out and we traded that convenience for lost calls, crappy quality, poor bandwidth, dropping your calls all over the place. And uh, the same thing has happened now on broadcast television uh, because of cell phone cameras and because of the pandemic. Now you can watch uh, these, uh, you know, shows like Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. They look horrible. They're at home. The lighting is poor. The microphones uh, are poor. But that quality has been accepted by people as, okay, this is okay. A lot of times now I find the same thing happens with virtual events. So, you know, it used to be you'd go to a, a real event, they'd have two or three rehearsals beforehand, they'd have $100,000 with the lights, the guy would come out, he'd be wearing a suit, he'd be standing up, he'd have memorized his lines, he would go out there, he'd have the thing, he would deliver the lines, he'd be clean shaven, and, you know, people would practice and rehearse. Now, for the same keynote speech, it seems acceptable for the same guy to be sitting in his laundry room with his dog barking in the background, you know, wearing his pajamas, unshaved, he's got, you know, light coming in from behind him and, uh, you know, and he's, he's using a, a $12 webcam. It's, so it's difficult. So the first thing we did, and I think it's, I hope it's helped a lot of people. I think it certainly has helped uh, keep the tech field day quality high is we produced a little video that's about uh, nine minutes long on how to get the best quality out of your Zoom video. And really, it doesn't have a lot to do with the quality of your webcam or how much bandwidth you've got or anything like that. It's simple little things like raising the camera up to your eye level, wearing a decent microphone that you can buy for $15 on Amazon, uh, making sure that the lighting is in the right places, making sure that you have the right attitude towards the live stream. That's uh, up on YouTube. It's got uh, tens of thousands of views and, and people can watch it. It's, it's, uh, it's just free for everyone to watch. But you know, that's the attitude we went in with. We weren't really prepared to accept the crummy quality video that so many people do. And I really think, uh, you know, having the support of Tech Field Day where even, you know, one of when they've got their sponsors who are paying money to be there and, and there, but even them when, you know, when they don't look good, Stephen will step forward and say, hey, you know, take this seriously, you know, uh, you know, uh, sit up properly, get the camera up to eye level, get a better microphone, be in a different room. And uh, that makes a huge difference, I think. 
Yeah, on that note, I'll just say um, as an addition to that, one of the comments that we've gotten, so those of you listening to this podcast and saying, oh man, I wish I could get my people to take this stuff seriously and do a better job. Uh, one of the comments that we've gotten from a lot of the contacts, the people who hired us to do Tech Field Day, which are usually kind of the marketing and PR people, um, is that they love the fact that I will yell at their speakers for them because they find it hard to get the speakers to take it seriously. But absolutely, I'm gonna say no, you cannot sit on your bed with the laptop on your lap and wear giant headphones and have a boom microphone and a bright light behind you. And I mean, these are people who would literally have taken an entire week to fly to somewhere like Ben's saying and set up and do all this stuff and rehearsals and everything. And then you're gonna slump in your office chair wearing a polo shirt in order to present for your, your company's present. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and to be honest, I really love the Ben's video. It helped me to, to think about the quality. And now every time I attend events like, uh, like Tech Today, I want to be, I want to look professional. I mean, I'm a professional, I want to look professional. I hate these guys coming to, to these uh, meetings with uh, their Bluetooth headphones that never work properly. And, you know, and even in worse things, I mean, and, uh, I don't know why they are taking it so lightly because they, they, they want, you know, professionals from, for everything in the past at least. And now they, they look like, I don't know, yes, in, the, in their couch with a pyjama and everything. And you say, are we, you know, doing something at work or are we friends meeting each other for a beer? Because it's a totally different mood and a totally different way to work. And another thing that I found that, uh, strange, especially at the beginning, and maybe maybe we are getting it better now. It's the the fact that to involve people, uh, everybody started sending gifts, and uh, and I'm okay with it. I mean, we already had the backpack at e every event. Uh, last year was the the year of the bottle. Everybody was giving away a bottle, and but. But it's okay. I mean, it's a nice gift. It's something that, uh, like you remember, that you were there, and my kids love these kind of gadgets. That's okay. But at the very beginning, it was weird. I mean, people sending from the U.S. food, or uh, uh, which has all the you know implication that you may think of when it comes to customs and things like that, or and uh, and uh, you know, and also I don't know. It, it doesn't sound right. I mean, I'm not joining your event for, for the food. I mean, I'm, I'm not watching a movie and I want popcorns uh, or snacks. And uh, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. Now, yes, they, they are trying different things. I mean, also some, something technical, like uh, I saw somebody sending a microphone. I mean, yeah, it was a cheap microphone, unfortunately, but the idea was good. I mean, if everybody has the same microphone, maybe the quality as uh, standard and, uh, you know, a level that is on average good, but, and, uh, and a few other things. What, what do you think about this, you know, uh, this thing, Stephen? I mean, uh, you send packages, care packages. I, I, I hate call them care packages. I prefer swag, swag boxes, but the idea is there. I mean... What do you think about this? Yeah, I, I think that this is an interesting thing that's kind of come up during the uh, pandemic. 
Um, I'm getting care packages at my house from all sorts of vendors and businesses that I work with. Um, a local jewelry store sent me a box of cookies. Um, you know, my, uh, you know, my accountant sent me something. Um, and uh, Dell sent me something. You know, I mean, it's, it's like I'm getting stuff from everybody. Um, I kind of don't want so much stuff, but I understand. Honestly, um, I, I really do appreciate the thought of let's send people something. But like you, I just want to kind of raise a flag. And that is, well, number one, don't send anybody any food. Nobody wants food mailed to them. It, come, it gets crushed, it gets like destroyed in the heat, it gets hung up in customs. Please don't send food. Um, number two, um, you know, don't send people junk. I mean, just generally don't give people junk. But like Enrico said, I actually really appreciated that one company that sent everybody a microphone. What a great idea. It was a lapel microphone. It wasn't an expensive one, but it was a great idea. And I use that microphone. Thank you very much for sending that. I've got microphones, but I, I, I carry that one in my backpack as my extra. And I found myself using it a few times. Things like that would be great. Um, you know, the only challenge is that some of this stuff is in short supply. So early on in Tech Field Day, my first reaction was, well, we're sending everybody a camera and a microphone and we're gonna have them set up. We couldn't get them. Um, so then we switched to, we're gonna recommend that they buy a certain one on Amazon. And we picked one that was in great supply. And I'll just tell you, those of you who are thinking, oh no, we can't get them. Well, that's true about cameras. There really aren't a lot of webcams available out there, but everybody has lamps and with good light, even a bad webcam can look decent. Um, but on the microphone side, there are microphones available. You can buy lapel microphones. They're under a hundred bucks for the good ones. Uh, the bad ones are under 50 bucks, maybe under 40 bucks. And, um, and they'll, they'll up your game just tremendously. But the one thing, um, you know, again, that, I, that I'd love to say is, um, you know, just be sensitive and thoughtful about what you're sending and, and people will appreciate it. You know, um, don't send things overseas that you need to pay duty on. We learned that the hard way. Um, don't, uh, you know, don't send food, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so we, we talk a, a lot about the challenges of this event and how they suck and you know some of the uh, reasons behind that uh, what do you think we can do to improve this event i mean uh, learning from what we saw in the in the past uh, six five months but well you know it, I, Learning how to, first of all, uh, you know, you said last year was the year of the bottle. Let me tell you, this year has been the year of the bottle. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a difficult time during the pandemic. Uh, we were all, uh, you know, very shocked, obviously, when everything got shut down. I think that, you know, the, again, I've always felt it's an unfair comparison to say, okay, Cisco Live virtual compared to real Cisco Live, uh, or, you know, when you're in Las Vegas and you've got huge shows and they've got uh, Celine Dion coming in to uh, perform for you and all that sort of stuff. In fact, you know, if they, if, if they were going to have Celine Dion, but now they've canceled it, in some ways, virtual can be better. So, you know, it's not, it's not uh, all bad. But I, I think that, um, you know, You've got to have your expectations set right. Uh, you know, whenever I go to see a movie that features The Rock, 
I set my expectations right before I go and I always, always enjoy it. Okay. But I know that I'm going to see a movie with the rock. So it's the same thing I would say with virtual events is if you're attending a virtual event, you know, uh, don't go into it thinking, oh, it's going to be the same experience as uh, something that I did last year when I was in Las Vegas or Florida or, or wherever I was or Barcelona, like I was for Cisco Live last year. You know, I, I think virtual events can be good. They can be rewarding. I think companies, you know, they're sending stuff out uh, because they've got marketing dollars that they're used to spending and and they need to spend that money and they need to generate those leads and generate that branding information so they're scrambling the same way uh as uh, everyone else is uh by the way i'd like to be contrarian and say please send me food if you'd like to send me food you're more than welcome to send me food i will accept all kinds of food from anyone who wants to send food so no problems with that uh on my side there but uh you know i think these guys are trying to get out there they're trying to you know keep the same amount of mind share that they had before. Uh, and uh, I think it's important to do that. But I agree with you guys. I do think that there is a different level of uh, commitment by the presenters, by the executives, even uh, by, you know, that people are doing that. We, we did an event for a, um, a venture capital firm based out of the UK uh, a couple of months back. The guy who runs it is this uh, billionaire, uh, venture capital guy, a uh, wonderful guy. And uh, we've done his event before. It was supposed to be in Madrid uh, this year, but it got moved to being virtual, obviously. And, you know, when, when he's done the event before and we've been there shooting video and, and we've seen what he's done, you know, there's rehearsals going on and there's, you know, he, he's dressing up, he's in a suit and a tie. And, you know, we did this virtual event with him and he's basically in his kitchen with his grandkids running around in the background and, you know, I was shocked uh, that, you know, he, he considered that to be sort of okay for a virtual event. So I would say to people, you know, how to make things better, take it seriously, uh, you know, treat it like a real event, but also adjust your expectations down from the, the live and networking parts that you had before. Yeah, and I'll, I'll um, build on that. So absolutely, um, 100% what Ben is saying. Um, it is, it made me angry to watch a television show that was obviously shot poorly on an iPhone. So angry that I've stopped watching some of those television shows. Um, but that being said, um, you know, because you're wasting my time, you know, why can't you put a little effort in here, people? Um, but that being said, my advice would be um, adjust your entire expectation. Like, like, what is an event? What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to, <laughs> and, and, and is this going to get you what you're trying to accomplish? So we're actually working with uh, NGINX right now on an event, a virtual event um, that they're putting on. And they basically threw out all the ideas that, um, and I love this, they threw out all the ideas about an expo or a custom show or whatever. And they said, what are we really trying to do? We're really trying to announce some stuff you know, build some mind share, build some connections um, with our developer community um, and get some good content out there. So one thing they did, they threw out, there's no expo, forget it. No virtual expo, no expo at all. There's no sponsors. We don't need that because we're not renting a conference center. We don't need the money. And if we don't need the money, then we don't need to hassle with the sponsors. So no sponsors, forget it. We're sponsoring. It. The next thing they did was they shortened the length of the presentations to just a few hours. Um, 
the next thing they do, they're doing is they're trying to put in some effort into improving the production quality of, uh, of those presentations, including, and I love this idea, cropping the video tightly around the speaker so you actually can't see much in the room behind them. And, and that's on purpose. Um, just so that, you know, you're not like, hey, what's on his shelf? Um, you know, another thing they're doing is they're trying to um, build with their developer community, build a, um, you know, a hackathon and have like a Slack and have, you know, questions coming in and, um, you know, ha having that kind of connection and engagement with the audience that's missing, but it's a different kind of connection engagement. So they're not pretending that they're going to have a beer meetup. They're having a Slack and a Slack channel to talk about stuff. You know, this is what we all need to do. And if you're throwing an event and you just keep defaulting to what we used to do except virtual, well, you're doing it wrong. Well, I think that uh, you're right. I mean, uh, uh, we are, at the very beginning, we took it all wrong. I mean, uh, just trying to replicate things. And we saw this actually in our professional life. I mean, every time we have a new technology, we try to replicate what we were doing with the new technology. And after some time, we take advantage of the technology for what it is, okay? And, uh, and this is the same thing with, uh, with the rest of the world, with, uh, with uh, events. And the other thing, yes, I agree with you. I mean, th there is a need for more commitment, for uh, putting more effort in doing this events right. They are different and they need uh, to treat it as different things. Uh, one more thing before wrapping up. I'm curious because we talked about this offline in the past uh, about hybrid events. I mean, it will take a while before we will see each other in person, uh, especially in the very long distances. Uh, but actually, hybrid events, could they be something so small gatherings with people and then connected together in, uh, to, to create a large audience. I mean, not only for events like Tech Field Day where you can have two, three people from the same country uh, together in a room connecting with the rest, of, but actually small 20, 50 people kind of rooms where a presenter from that country makes a presentation locally that is shared with the rest of the world. I mean, is it something that could work? Does it make any sense? Yeah, that's one of the things that we're hoping to get to with Field Day. And um, specifically, it's different with Field Day because we've never been a public, ex you know, a, a public show. Like, we've never had just broad attendance from random people. It's always been invite-only in person. And so we're actually really looking forward to that day when we'll be able to have people get on planes or drive their cars or take the train to someplace reasonable and doable. And I think that, that even in the time of coronavirus, we'll be able to figure this out, right? Um, you know, we can, uh, we can have all the people that live around London come to a hotel near London and join virtually from that location and not break the quarantines or have people have to be in... Uh, you know, quarantine for like two weeks when they get back or something like that. Um, and, and people will feel more comfortable with that. And, and yeah, I, I really feel like that's where this is heading, um, smaller events. And, you know, just to kind of plug the field day idea, the whole point of field day, the reason we call them delegates is because they were always supposed to represent a bigger audience. The people around the table, um, whether they're physical or virtual, represent the audience um, that's watching the video. 
that is a hybrid event and it's always been a hybrid event and we will be get back to that as soon as we can. Great. Do, do you think uh, that uh, Ben is difficult to organize this kind of event? I mean, does it uh, add uh, some level of complexity? Well, yeah, I think it does. And uh, if I can uh, sort of toot my own horn for a bit, our goal at Prime Image is to get out of the way of people who are putting events together. They have, uh, they have a video portion, they have an online portion or a live streaming portion that they want to add to their event. Uh, our goal is to make it so that they can make one phone call, get us involved, and then they don't have to worry about it again. They kind of know it's just taken care of. So really, uh, and I think there's a lot more shops like us will be coming online. You know, our, it, it's designed to uh, make things easy for people who want to live stream their event or record their event and then cut it up for social media later on. So I do think hybrid events are going to be the new normal, if you, if you will, uh, a forgiven overused phrase. Uh, and I think the boutique shops like us who are there to uh, do a specific purpose and relieve the stress for the people who are organizing the event uh, will do well. So that's been our goal. Our goal is always to uh, accept the challenge of what we've been asked to do and then get out of the way so that the event organizers can concentrate on making their event the best event possible without having to worry about the technical aspects of the live stream. That's great. Guys, uh, I think it's time to really uh, wrap up. We, we had a very interesting conversation. I really enjoyed talking with you and uh, discussing the problematics around uh, uh, virtual events, you know, hybrid events uh, in the end and, uh, and uh, all the other things that are around these things. Uh, sorry, uh, let me... And all the other aspects around uh, around events at the moment. So uh, before closing the episode, uh, I would like to know where we can find you on Twitter, on social media, your website, so that uh, for the few that don't know you yet, maybe there is uh, an opportunity to continue the conversation online. Uh, sure. So uh, my name is Ben Friedman. It's very easy to get a hold of me. Uh, my email is my first name at my company, which is Prime Image Media, Prime like Prime Rib, imagemedia.com. Uh, and uh, I am on Facebook. We're on Facebook at Prime Image Media. We are on uh, Twitter. Uh, I think on Twitter we're at Prime Image Video uh, because Prime Image Media was taken by someone else horribly. So uh, until uh, we can rectify that, we're prime image video on Twitter. Uh, but we actually don't spend, maybe I'm too old, but we don't spend that much time on Twitter. The best place to find us is, uh, is by email on our website or uh, on Facebook. And we would love to hear from uh, anyone. We're always happy to chat ideas about conferences, events. So we don't charge for questions or phone calls. So uh, give us a holler. Thanks. And um, again, I'm Stephen Foskett, organizer of Tech Field Day and uh, publisher of Gestalt IT. You can find uh, tech content at gestaltit.com. You can find Tech Field Day at techfieldday.com, at Tech Field Day on Twitter, and uh, uh, youtube.com slash techfieldday. Um, that's where most of our content is, so that would be the best place to find that. Um, and as for me, you can find me uh, writing at gestaltit.com, but also just at S. Foskett on uh, Twitter and uh, like Ben, um, you know, I, I love talking about this stuff and I'm always up for uh, a rollicking conversation about events. Great, thank you very much guys. And just to uh, close the episode with my social media, actually you can find me 
everywhere except TikTok, but I'm not a good dancer. So that's, uh, that's probably the reason. <laughs> so LinkedIn and uh, Twitter, just, my, uh, just search for my name and you will find me. Uh, thank you very much again and bye-bye. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. For all your future forward advice on IT and the technology industry, make sure you go to gigaohm.com and check out our reports. You can buy a single report or subscribe to the full library of knowledge. For GigaOhm, I'm Johnny Baldisberger, and this has been Voices in Innovation. Just listen.